Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 109 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. Full set in the house. Um, your boy's back. Uh, yeah, had a conflict of interest last week, so had to, had to step out. Um, but I am back, and so we're looking for to see a nice little bump in the listening numbers this week. So, yeah, everyone's buzzing about that. But I am also joined by Job. How are you, mate? Good, mate. You took the Leicester City option and just postponed when you weren't feeling up to it. <laughs> the, I'm glad the podcast went ahead. Um, if we were Arsenal, we would have um, canned it, obviously, not for COVID reasons, just because, yeah, Cowards. why not? Don't full strength team. Um, but, yeah, good to have you back. Barnes here as well. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks, Sean. Feeling ready to go? Yeah, you didn't get the memo about the grey tea, but that's okay. Um, oh, mine's, mine's a mild grey, so if you want to accept that or not, I don't know. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll let you in the club, Halsey. You didn't get the memo then. No, mine's more of an off-white, like a bit of a, like the bone sort of bit of a Richie Benno vibe. So not quite the grey, <laughs> no. but I can whip one out yeah. next time if you just no, keep me in the no group message. Nah, it's a bit darker yeah. than that. Even fair enough. Yeah. You do have the ramen noodle dribble down the front too, which is good. So um, hard days <laughs> yeah. work. No, no doubt. Yeah, I was pretty hungry. <laughs> and times are tough too um, in the household. Um, yeah, anyway. yeah, just saving a bit of money, trying to save for a house. We dropped that uh, and uh, not eating smashed avo anymore. So we're yeah. well on our way. Lose the avocado and let's add a sponsor to the show. Um, all right, we better get stuck in then. Uh, we've got a weekly happenings to get through. We've got the um, EPL review. Um, yeah. Pretty much a full set of games. Um, and then, yeah, a bit of transfer chat as well. So we may as well get stuck into a barn. What's happening? All right. I'm sure everyone would have seen that big old Rafa got the sack. He's been uh, sacked by Everton. Uh, and I also read that they, like that from the start of the season, they brought him in, didn't hire like a sporting director, director of football, like about three or four different positions, they all said you can you can take them all, Rafa. So they're not only missing a manager, but about but about six different staff members above him. Jobber, do you hear the same rumor? Yeah, I, that was disgraceful. What I'm disappointed in Sam is that you didn't mention that now the niche Spanish balding manager pot has really been over reduced 40, this week. Yeah, over forty. Yeah, <laughs> what else the Derby's, really hit? Derby's gone. Derby's gone. There'll be another one. There's always another one. I can make a narrative out of nothing, mate. <laughs> so they've already got odds on the uh, next managers coming in and it's a laundry list of interesting characters, let's say. we got Big Wazza, who I believe is favourite at the moment to come in. What do we think? Do you think he's actually a chance of coming in and do, will it turn out well if he does? I think he is a chance of coming in. He um, He's done pretty well with, with Derby. Like obviously got the points reduction, but I think I saw some um, meme the other day about whether, you know, if he didn't get that points reduction where he'd be in the table, which seems to be a reasonable outcome. He's from the area. And um, if you can employ a fat Spanish waiter, why not employ Shrek straight after him, I say. 
That <laughs> Shrek scored over 250 goals for Manchester United, mate. Watch your goddamn mouth. But no, look, good news for I would love to see Wazza in the dugout. I think he'd be fantastic. Is there any chance he'd still bring himself on as well? Yeah, he, he has. I imagine that's yeah, a bit of his style, isn't it? it Two 0 down. Half time talk didn't do the job either. So ten minutes to go. Chuck myself one up top. Bang, not a few in. You know, I can see sure. I think yeah, you go, you go, Barn. I'll give my opinion after. I was just saying, I think uh, Wazza's. That's part of his contract is player manager, but he's only taking the training sessions because evident haven't got enough injury worries at the moment, and he's going to take a few more of them out in the in the training sessions leading up to it. But I just wanted to bring up that the last time a manager went from Derby to the Premier League, it uh, worked out pretty well for him. He's now looking for a job. Uh, also linked to this job. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it does work. Maybe it doesn't. Everyone's linked home. to this job. Lampard. Lampard. Oh, Big Frankie. yeah. Jobber's favorite That'll manager. Well. Yeah, no, um, obviously Rooney's a much better footballer and better manager than Lampard. But um, I'd like to hear about the other candidates, Sam, because one of my personal favourites, um, a man who's best known for his his stint of 44 days in jail, is also one of the leading candidates, I believe. you talking about Roberto Martinez? <laughs> no, no, he, <laughs> he should be in jail for butchering that Belgian team. No, I'm talking about Duncan Disorderly. He got big old dunk, yeah. But the, like, like I said a bit earlier, like they've gone and disrespected him by every, there's four other people linked to the manager's role in that in that uh, article I read, and Dunk was the only one they said would be interim. All the rest were going on full contract. Poor old Dunk just can't get the full time role. Yeah, but it's it's better than nothing, you know. He he might do such a good job as interim, they won't even bother. Like uh, you get the old Ollie treatment. Become a, a club hero for the next seven and a half years, and you can't get rid of him. That's the I'm, dream, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Dunk even wants it though, does he? Like to be fair, he'll do the interim um, job, and then he might be an assistant to to Rooney or someone like that, to, who might actually um, get the job. But what? Well, I think realistically, I think Wayne is um, a genuine candidate. I, I think he he's probably even likely to get the job. I'd love to see Duncan as his assistant. Um, and then following on from that, I'd like to see a players versus coaches training match, a little five-a-side. And Holy then shit. From, from there, <laughs> you'll be able to see, in, in, in quotation marks, COVID run through the dressing room, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, um, a couple of shinners. <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Imagine the one-two punch with Ferguson and Rooney, aging oh. and angry. Oh, oh, a couple of rough lids running around, that's for sure, evident. That, that training session would also be going for the Guinness World Record of most ACLs in one session. So, Barney, oh, who, Barney who are the other candidates? And is Roberto Martinez one of them? Because if he is, that is So, just Roberto ridiculous. Martinez is one, and that, I thought that was just pure lazy journalism because why would he leave Belgium going into a World Cup, like World Cup year, World Cup at the end of the season, why why would he leave? Like what's, he's got like, he's got his best chance at winning a trophy cash. with a national team. <laughs> but he's get, get probably on better cash at Belgium. The weather? <laughs> Worse in <laughs> Everton. <laughs> nothing is like, nothing sells me on him, him getting the job. Maybe he's always wanted all. to work with Dunk. Yeah, maybe. Frankie Lampard. So who else is, uh, who's our Frank team? Lampard. Bobby Frank. Martinez has done the job before at Everton, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go too well. It didn't end well. Yeah, exactly. So why bother? Yeah, so, no, Frank, so who, who are we Frank? thinking? It, let's let's whip round then, Barn. So give us the give us the candidates rapid fire, and then we'll whip round and see who's who. 
Rooney, Martinez, Frank, Duncan is interim. And there was one more that I is escaped me now, Jubber, if you know it, fill me in. But um No, I I dunk um Rooney, Martinez, and there was one other one which was a bit interesting. Maybe Nuno. Mm, maybe. Mm. Anyway, let's go with the ones that we do remember. Okay, who do you who do you guys starting with your job, who do you think's actually gonna get it? I genuinely think Wayne Rooney's going to get the job and it's going to be beautiful. But I don't want him to because I think it's a bad job for him to get similar to what Frank Lampard did at Chelsea. Mm. Josh? Yeah, I, I think out of those candidates, yeah, from, from what it sounds like, that yeah, Rooney's probably the favorite. But I don't think it's going to go well for him and I hope it doesn't because that's sort of a double whammy for me uh, as a, a Manchester United uh, hater and a Liverpool fan. I'd like to see both of them fail simultaneously. So, uh, but I think you'll get it. Sure, no. Yeah, I think Waza will get it. Um, I think Doug would, Dunk will do a reasonable job, and I think um, yeah, he'll stay on as his assistant. And I think Rooney will be the new manager. Nice little stepping stone for Wayne. He knows yeah. how the club works, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Joe, how do you guys hire managers again? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's, it's, I think uh, open brackets, boys club, sort of close brackets type scenario. Um, Barney, who do you think? And then last question for you, because you rightly picked this last week, which I didn't give you enough credit for. Um, is Rafa done in the Premier League? Well, I guess he's kind of like uh, Mourinho in a sense that like we, you know, we talked about when Mourinho got sacked, like where would he go next? That's what I think with Rafa. It's like where does he go next? Um on the job at Everton, I think I think Waz will get as well, like you blokes, and agreed. I don't think it's a good move for him. It's too early, but I hope it goes well for him. But yeah, I I I um I don't know what where he goes next, Rafa. It's like maybe Spain to like a mid-table Spain. So you see, like Pellegrini went back to Spain at, at uh, Betis. He's doing a pretty he's, good job there. He's killing it up there. But um, I can see maybe maybe uh, Villarreal if like um. If Thingo, what's his name? Who's there? Oh, his name is name escapes me as well. We left, but Unai like Unai Emery. Unai Emery, that's the one. Apart from that, I don't know where he would get a job now. Oh, maybe like Shanghai, uh, Shanghai, China, maybe somewhere like that. But outside of that, I'm not sure. What, what about a um, wife swap, job swap with um, uh, Martinez at Belgium? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, both or swap? like the concept? Yeah, both. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're both, they're both just like involve each other's wives and wives. Uh, I don't know if that show would air these days, but uh, it sounds interesting for sure. I'd, I'd watch it. I'd, after yeah, 9.30, I'd watch it. I'd, watch it. Yeah, I'd pay subscription fee for that. Yeah, <laughs> Just for that. I've got SBS show. TV. It's fine. <laughs> you know it'd be on there right after the World late, Game. Late night viewing. All right. Let's yeah. move on here back to AFCON again. It's the tournament that keeps on giving Fuck us content. Uh, so we had a, a nice little bit of controversy <laughs> recently. We had the uh, Ghana versus Gabon game. Ghana being you know, quite a well-known African team in the good World Cup runs, probably one of the favorites for the tournament. Uh had an unlikely one-all draw with Gabon, uh, and they now sit one point from their first two games. Uh, going into their last game. So Ghana took the lead in this one quite early on and then uh, they sort of sat back and we're very much trying to time waste and just get a, eke out a little 1-0 win. 
Gabon score very late. Uh, get the draw. Chaos ensues at the final whistle. There's a scuffle. And one of the uh, Ghana players, I think it's Tete, just throws a big left-right goodnight at one of the Gabon players and puts him on the floor and then just walks off the field and goes down the, to the change rooms. Barney, did you want to see the actual I'm not footage? Sure. I'm not sure you did it justice, Barney. He had to hit him. He had no <laughs> he choice. Had to, he had no choice. <laughs> yeah, by this point, we're in a melee. He, did, he had to drop him. I was thinking the same thing. I was watching. I was like, you got to drop him. Protect yourself at all You're times. Like, you would have done the same <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. yeah, keep your hands up, bitch. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah it was it was chaotic and there was that scuffles all around the field as you'd expect the um the ref then refused to leave the field until Tete came out of the change room so he would give him a red card because VAR saw it was in his ear chirping off um and he was refusing to leave the field he had like his 20 security guards who were holding hands chain linked around him to protect him and he's just waiting for him to come back. He's telling the, the support staff, bring him back out of change room so I can red card him. So smart by him not to come back out. Stay in change room. You can't get a red card in there in the shower. Can you? Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, but every, all, those, all those pundits who um, disrespected the, uh, the tournament, don't they look like mugs now? <laughs> it's been one of the most entertaining tournaments of the century. Yeah, and this I think, is, yeah, everyone talks about the football, obviously. Yeah, no, not just yeah. the rigmarole that goes around. <laughs> yeah, well, Early full time whistles, melees, match fixing. I mean, come on, let's get serious. But you want more of that in all leagues, really. Like, that's what football's missing more of, isn't it? Controversy. Since the FIFA guys all got jailed, definitely something is missing from the game. Yeah. Um, has there been any game in the AFCON that hasn't descended into absolute chaos? Has that just been like a stalemate, like a nil old draw or something for us to dig our teeth into? <laughs> There's been a lot of like, it's been a lot of low scoring games, like not many goals. And I think that's where, why it all boils over. They're all just like so frustrated, can't score. And it just, you know, reaches boiling point at the end of the game and they just explode with a yeah. left hook. Yeah, but it is. Um... Uh, it is the the football from what I've seen of it is is like it's been pretty fast paced and entertaining, but the finishing yeah has definitely been lacking. So that could really grind the gears of a lot of players and spectators, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's it's always fun at the Afcon. So let's move on to the North London Derby postponement debacle. There's been lots of chat about this. If you haven't heard about it, the Arsenal Tottenham match on the weekend was postponed. Arsenal applied for the postponement um, due to COVID reasons. Uh, they were granted it by the Premier League and then shit hit the fan. Everyone was like, why are they postponing? It's because it's their own fault. They let players out on loan. They got a red card on the weekend. Yada, yada, yada. A lot of, lot of different chat. What I want to know is, and we can shoot around the, the group here, what what do you what is your boys' take on it? Do you think it was it's Arsenal's fault? Do you think it's the Premier League's fault? Or do you think it's you're fine with it? Who do you think? What do you what do you think, Shauna? Um, yeah, I th- I think it's probably the Premier League's fault. They really need to set like ground rules and so everyone to comply with them, right? So whatever the number is, is it five? Is it if there's five positive tests within your first team squad, from that point you can apply to to postpone a game if you want. For them just to not really have a number and you just, you know, it's ad hoc, you just apply if you want to apply, doesn't make any sense. But you can't, I don't think everyone's on the same page where you can't postpone games for red cards, injuries or people going out on loan. But yeah, what 
I think it's the Premier League's fault for not setting a clear number to say as soon as you get X amount of positive tests within the week, um, you know, match day minus four or whatever it is, um, then, yeah, we can postpone the game. So Premier League's fault for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, Sean, with, yeah, if they don't have that hardened, like, sort of set rules, like you sort of suggested, then clubs like Arsenal or other clubs as well will will take the piss. And, and that's 100%. kind of what I feel like Arsenal are doing here. Like, there's no rules to sort of stop them getting away with postponing it, which conveniences them. So they're going to do it. And, I, and no doubt clubs, other clubs have done that a little bit previously and will probably do again throughout the season. But yeah, it's it's definitely you gotta put the rules in place so teams can't like skirt what seems like the rules, but there's no rules saying they can't, so they're just taking the piss. So they have to fulfill a fixture if they have fourteen players, thirteen outfield and a goalkeeper available to play. I am just not buying the fact that Arsenal couldn't do that. Oh they have I think it's could. I think it's I think I think there's a the rule is not the best, but it says fourteen players you can do it. They they fielded a team against Liverpool on Friday, um, and I I just think what they're doing is they they probably have a few COVID cases, but I reckon they're like, nah, we can't put our best squad out with Afcon and all that. So they've just been like, nah, we'll chuck it in. I honestly think yeah. Arsenal's to blame here. Yeah, hundred percent. I I really 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 want to blame Arsenal. Do it as a Tottenham fan. I did. It was easy. But <laughs> as much as they like, you know, shouldn't have maybe done what they did. I think that a lot of teams of the like sort of upper teams, like big teams like that, who are in their position would do the same thing. Like not in they big teams. Would, I think uh, every team would do it. Norwich would do it if they had the nah, opportunity. Oh yeah, but teams that are fighting for stuff like like so like for example, Wolves the other day recalled two players from loan, um, had like three keepers on the bench and still played their game. You know, they're mid table, they're safe, they're not like they're not like super desperate to make like Arsenal desperate to make top four because of the chance now. And uh and I guess as well, this game is against one of your rivals for that top four. So if you lose it, it's like more than just losing to a mid-table team. So I think as much as Arsenal, yeah, probably shouldn't have done what they did. Also, the Premier League being as ambiguous as they are, it's just like it just allowed Arsenal to do that. And I think a lot of other teams would have done the same thing. And so while you can blame Arsenal, it's really the Premier League still had to still had to make the call, and they agreed with them. And so, yeah, I I blame the uh, blame the league a lot for this this decision. And yeah, it's I think there's going to be some hard rules coming in after this because of all the the sort of rigmarole around the oh, whole situation. But yeah, I agree. So, but Job, you were you were saying that the rule was sort of not pointing towards COVID. Like, if you just had if you had um, players not available, was sort of the the wording that you used. Which is ridiculous, right? Because what what if I, you know, dish out a bunch of players on loan, and then you know, my team gets involved in a melee, and I get three or four red cards or whatever, and then I've got a legit injury. I could, in theory, I could postpone a game after that, and I've got no mm. COVID cases. So you have to have fourteen yeah. players available to play. I don't know about how many I'm, you have I'm, unavailable. I'm, it's just you have to have fourteen available. Like yeah, but the squad but call, call some players up. Like call call an under eighteen up. Call an under twenty one up. Yeah, but, that's what, like this. Like, that's that's the problem well, here Bayern, because these Bayern games Munich, historically, yeah, well, these games historically are like a great opportunity for someone to come into a squad. Like this, like you see the league cup and stuff. You know how you used to watch Arsenal's juniors run around and stuff, and it was really good. It was quite entertaining. Like this is the chance that they finally get to get on the big stage. Like, and these are the circumstances where they get that opportunity. You can't just postpone it because you know your best team available. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
I think, but isn't it also? I think technically you have to, has to be fourteen of the or they like the senior squad. What's marked down as that? So they that but, might be another loophole they try and get through. Like, no, yeah. we're not bringing up twenty ones because we don't have to. Like, yeah, that's we, what I'm but but yeah. they should that should be they should be like, well, what do you got in the twenties? Yeah, like, yeah. What do you got in the twenty ones? Like, yeah. I just feel like it's too easy. And like, if it's Chelsea who did it, Chelsea have got about six thousand players out on loan. They've got like half of the Bundesliga out on loan. So like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's like there's first teams out on loan as well. Guendouzi's out on loan. Torreira's out on loan. Like, there's a bunch of first team players they could have recalled. Well, I I think as well what made the whole situation worse was Jack's red card on against Liverpool, which. Meant he was ineligible for the game, and then <laughs> they literally just sent two players on loan last week. I think just around that game as well. So it was like you've just lost three players on your own like stupid decisions, and so that's what. So if you didn't have those yeah. three, maybe people but, would have accepted, but those three just happened. So yeah, but sucked in. Like if you, if you're managing your squad that poorly, you're like, oh yeah, hey, we're coming up to um, a really busy period. We've already got um, games postponed and catch-up games to, to go. We're battling for top four. Yeah, we'll send these players out on loan. Like, it's, it's your own fault at that point. Oh, yeah, I agree. That's that's definitely their problem. And that's what and that's what most people, that's people keeping the stink up about the most, I believe, is that that's that reasoning. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Alrighty. So, the last one we've got here, before we get into some quick transfer news, is the... Argentina second division. Now, if you boys want to scroll over to the right of your running order, I've, I've stuck in another little image for you. Jobber, you've placed a lot of bets in this league, haven't you? This, so you're pretty familiar. This Barney, is the, Barney, this all is I can see is a penis. What else is there? <laughs> That's my chopper as well. Uh, that we are, They're about to start their next season in Argentina and they've gone with 37 teams in the league. Interesting. <laughs> and can I just point out, judging by this table, only two go down from this league. It's yeah. 37. Yeah. And Shauna, you're well across this. You're a big all boys fan, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. More, I, yeah, I prefer young boys. I only got room <laughs> in my life for a couple of boys. I um, I <laughs> just can't really decide between which Brown team to support. Brown brackets Whoa. A. Oh, 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 oh. Brown's bracket Wait, what? PM. <laughs> oh. There's what two teams got? called Brown in, yeah. in, the, in the league. Yeah. And there's, and there's, there's a, you don't have favorite. the right amount of um, melanin in your skin to say that, Sam. <laughs> yeah, not even close. My, there's two my Martins as well. Why don't you pull, call them yeah, out? Yeah, I was going, I'm working my way down the table, the alphabetical order. My favorite is probably Charco Forever. Number twelve, again. That's that's my favorite team. Oh but yeah, thirty-seven yeah, really teams. They play, they play each other once, apparently only. Uh, and you like Josh said, there's two relegation spots out of thirty-seven teams. And uh, apparently, oh sorry, I should say allegedly, this has all been due to an outgoing president of the competition who let a heap of new teams come into the competition, and a lot of them come up and then had no plan, when all the teams got the power to not actually get relegated down. They brought in these new teams, didn't move any down, and it's just resulted in 37 in one league. Yes, so that, that this isn't a common occurrence then? Mm, maybe in Argentinian football, but not, not in world football, I'd say. It, it looks like even the MLS have branched out into this league and invested with Nueva Chicago. That uh, might be Nueva Chicago. the Chicago MLS team. It's their Argentinian be, uh, sister club. Yeah, I'd be investing in this league. It looks like it's going gonna, it's gonna to do well. Best heavy. 
All right. And a quick bit of transfer news. We've got Nanny, Manchester United legend, is on his way to Venezia. And the Audi Ronaldo from... started his from Orlando City. Ah. Oh. Started his debut with an assist as well for Venezia. Not bad. So what do you, what do you think? Good move for his career. 37-year-old winger. He probably doesn't move like he used to. If you're old enough, you're good enough, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> You've always, you have always said that. Alrighty, that that wraps up our huge transfer news segment, and uh, let's go straight into the games. So we start with the top of the table clash: Manchester City versus Chelsea. Man City ran out one nil winners, and honestly, Chelsea never really felt like they were going to win this game for me. Jobber, what did you think? Yeah, I agree, Sam. I thought Chelsea defended stoutly. Um, I thought Mateo Kovacevic was quite impressive running around kicking people. I enjoyed that. But Apart from that was, back pass? Yeah, outside of that. <laughs> but um, there was a clear gulf between these two sides. Um, I thought Kepa also had a pretty good game too. Really good save in the first half from Jack Grealish. But, yeah, I don't know. I just – I know City have probably wrapped the league up a couple of weeks ago, but they were – they could have done a real number on Chelsea on the weekend. Didn't look like a first versus second, did it? No, nah, really... it, nah, it looked like a Manchester derby. <laughs> a modern-day Manchester derby. Yuck. I, um, I, I completely agree. Chelsea, like we've said it for the last couple of weeks even, that they've not been themselves. And I think, Barney, you and I were saying, particularly defensively, they're just not – they were such stalwart like team earlier in the year. Like just You're just like, oh – any team would do well to score against them. And, and now it's just, they're just leaking goals. And the way they were defending in this game, too, obviously, Man City, it's great. They're great at build up and attacking play. But I feel like even some of their other games are just like, they're just not what they used to be. And it's, it's interesting. I don't know. We don't know what, couldn't put our finger on what was, what's going wrong for them. But um, I think they really need to tighten that up a bit because they're not potent enough going forward either to make up for that. So I thought uh, Man City, all the way through just looked too too comfortable. A um, couple of flashes for Chelsea, but nothing nothing they capitalized on. Um, the the one thing that stood out for me, though, uh, was the little slip up from the commentator. There was a, a cross <laughs> by um, Grealish, I believe. Anyway, I think it was, it was no, Foden. Flashed one across the 18-yard box, um, crossed to basically where he should have been. No one was there. And the commentator said, you can hear, and I'm going to be honest, I hadn't heard this expression before and I'm embarrassed to say that because it's so good. He said, uh, slipped up and accidentally said, you can hear the annoyance around the empty had and then corrected himself to say Eddie had instead of empty had. But I'm like that, that he's just like, (laughs) he's got to lose his job over that surely. No, oh, no, he put, out, he, he put it in the job I site like and tweeted out of the game. I like, I like yeah, it more now. I, I heard it and I was like, yeah. I've definitely heard that. That's hilarious. And I thought he did it deliberately. Yeah, because that's the thing where it's like it's like a Freudian slip where like he's definitely using that in everyday conversation with his mates in the group chats and stuff. And then he's let it slip in real life. He's like, yeah. oh, shit. When he's actually going to tell But I think for what's happened for Chelsea, like they've just been affected by injuries and the um, – uh, Afcon really haven't they? Like they got Mendy's gone. Um, Chile um, had a had an ACL. Reese James is injured. Christensen's injured at the moment. So there's a lot of a lot of gaps back there. So I think that's probably why they're leaking goals more so than they were at the start of the season. But oh, like they- the thing that separated the teams was just that 
Go on, Job. Say that before I go on to how great they've, they've got a they've got a deep squad. And the other thing, Sean, that I reckon was that um, Kante seems like obviously he's fit, but he doesn't seem doesn't seem like himself. Yeah, like so apparently he's got lingering lingering COVID stuff with his lungs. Yeah, lung COVID. capacity's not yeah not back to to what it was. Um, he was more affected than than most with that. But yeah, I see what you're saying. How yeah, they've got a deep squad, but they also play five at the back. And if I've just named sort of three or four that are out, do you know what I mean? That that it sort of implies that you need sort of nine, ten defenders, um, in, in a squad really. And one of them, Santiago Silva, who can't sort of play three games a week. So it, it does get does get difficult from from there um but yeah like when when um kevin de bruyne just picked up that ball and just drifted past a couple like i feel as though you could just see that happening like when i was watching i was watching it um live action and yeah when he was drifting past yes like something special is going to happen here and uh yeah sure enough just that core strength stay on his feet and then what a finish i was watching it uh live action as well and as soon as that ball went into the net i just turned off the TV and went to bed because I was like, there's absolutely no way Chelsea coming back from this and that's all they needed. It was like, it was whether City could score. It wasn't whether Chelsea would actually get one back and I just went straight straight to bed. I was it was like, this a 1-0 battering, deep. wasn't it? That's the best way to describe it. Re- it, yeah, re- yeah. it really was. But I, I my, um, and this is the same that Josh and I were talking about the other day, is that I don't know what Chelsea's like game style is anymore. Like they seem to have sort of lost their plan I think with Tuchel being so in depth, they'd have they'd all know exactly what they need to do within their positions, and they just seem seem a little lost and they're sort of drifting. Like like I understand what you mean, Sean. They've got some key injuries at the moment, and they had key injuries for a while in the midfield. But it's been a pretty sustained, long, bad run of form from them. Um, and I don't know, they just seem like nowhere near where they were at the end of last season. Yeah, Ball I agree. I, I feel season. like I feel like other teams may have caught on to how they play, and they're potentially not as not as malleable or as effective as like City or Liverpool are. Um, and the other thing too that I wanted to highlight was I was really really disappointed with the performance of Romelu Lukaku for all the talk. Um, I know he was pretty starved of service, but I thought his first half was very ordinary. I just I'm not oh, I'm not convinced on him since he's come back to the Premier League at all though. He what well, like he hasn't really had that uh, a game or even a run of games that's like made you go, yeah, great signing. He's he's like doing what he did in in Italy, would you say? Yeah, I just, if he's not yeah. scoring, like what's the use of him to be yeah. honest? And you're right, he wasn't getting great service. He he got the first half of that ball from Ziyech, like one oh. of the worst through balls I've ever seen. I could I could play a better ball with the outside of my left foot than that. Yeah, that was horrific. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was quite hilarious. He he had a honking game. He did. Yeah, he was he was really bad. And we were talking about that as well. And we we're like saying that he's one of those players who he plays the same way. Every every time he plays, which is it's like he goes for glory, and like big pass, big shot, you know, big play. And when he's on, he looks you know awesome. And when he's not on, he looks like just some of the decisions just look so silly. And yeah, he was not on on the weekend at all. But City obviously stay top of the table, and they move to being thirteen points clear of Chelsea with. No games in hand as well. So that is a big, probably unattainable lead for Chelsea to scrape back. Liverpool has uh, jumped above them now as well. But, um, yeah, 
I think Chelsea will just be trying to hold on to that third spot for the rest of the season. I think they will. Yeah, are they good enough to? But I like, think the top three gonna, is clear enough. They're not going to threaten yeah. at all. All right. Let's move on to Jobber's favourite part oh. of the show where we get to talk about how shit United were. Aston Villa 2, Man United 2, another Jekyll and Hyde performance from the perennial underperformers, Jabba. You've been sitting on that for a while again, haven't you, Sam? I've been practicing yeah, that, that before good. the show. No, yeah, the, I love that. The first 38 or so minutes was actually pretty good for Manchester United. Got a bit of a bit of a stroke of luck there with the uh, Emmy Martinez howler. Um, which was good to see after he made such a song and dance when he saved that or oh, and Bruno Fernandes missed that penalty. Um, that was really nice to see. But, yeah, decent performance for 30 minutes, but then Villa sort of towards the end of the first half fought their way back into the game, and I thought they were quite impressive for about 15, 20 minutes in there. But Manchester United had a couple of chances on the break. Then a wonderful goal from Bruno Fernandes. He got a double, Barney, in case you missed it. Um, so Bruno's, Two gifts. Bruno's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you just see if you just see the stat sheet at the end of the game, you're like Bruno double. Thank you very much. Um, but then just threw it away. Really, um, Bill had a couple of chances throughout the game, but I really feel like this is one that we threw away. It was definitely the best performance under Ranjik, but just threw the points away there. Just on that, having a couple of chances, job they actually had three more shots on target than United did uh, with the same number of shots total. Yeah. I believe um, that. And look, I know yeah. everyone's been saying this week, you know, Stevie's a twat, Stevie's a wanker. And they're right. <laughs> but like, I thought Villa, were, Villa, Villa are a pretty good side. But yeah, I still feel like Manchester United should have got away with it. They're, they're resilient. You, you, after like a lot of their performances since Stevie's been there, um, I think that's the way I describe them. Like a bit more like resilient. Yeah, it's the best way to describe it. They'll, they'll dig in and, and then have a bit of confidence once they get on the ascendancy. So that's good to see. They've got they've got a good combination too of like footballers and athletes. I reckon. Yeah. Like yeah. Luca Dean, Luca Dean came in and honestly he had an excellent game at left back. He looked back, like he's like been there for years. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Ramsey, I think was like he was really getting around. And then you add in the class of Buendia and Coutinho, and they they did look quite dangerous. And they moved the ball around really well. Um, and yeah, I suppose they did gift the goals to Manchester United. <laughs> so, job um, with with hindsight, like I know hindsight's a a lovely thing, but with hindsight, should Manchester United have signed Coutinho instead of uh, Sancho, given the current <laughs> stats we're looking at? Current stats we're looking at from Coutinho's 10 goal minutes of football. Yeah, goal, goal piece. Both um, one goal. Well, actually, interestingly on that, Alanga started instead of Sancho, and he was quite good, just a bit more direct and sort of tended to sit out wider. But no, they shouldn't have signed. Coutinho's a, What's uh, happened a to Sancho and minutes. who's responsible for that? Honestly, the player that came over to the player he's now, he's just he's shattering himself. He is, like, is, must be confidence or it can't be settling back in because he, he spent like 19 years of his life in, in, well, like in the UK. Playing, so, yeah. He's not playing in the, the Bundesliga anymore against German defences too. Yeah, I think it's the online haters and trolls, to be honest, um, <laughs> if I was to blame anyone. Oh, sorry no, about look, that. I, I, I genuinely think that he's just come into a really bad environment. I don't know what is wrong with that club. Like even the manager comes in, like I didn't really get a new manager bounce. Like is the rot set in that badly that they need to just clean out and say right for the rest of the season and just clean the shit out of there because there's something seriously wrong. Like and you saw Anthony Martial ran it saying, oh, he's not going to travel, didn't want to travel. But then he said, oh, no, I would never not travel and all this. Like it's just, I don't know, the club just seems like such an absolute shit show and it's just, coming out on the field now. Jobby, you sound like you need 
someone like a Duncan Ferguson to come in and just clear house. But I feel like that, like <laughs> ten ten years ago, you could have done that. Clear like, a few heads together. Yeah, yeah, but the modern <laughs> the modern day footballer, like it just doesn't work like that. And you've got like relics coming in who are just not communicating well with them, and they don't know how to communicate with the young footballers. Like you see Ronaldo during the week coming out and having like a plea, being like, "For fuck's sake, listen." But the message just that isn't was getting an interesting through. interview. Yeah. You need to he's, – yeah, he's, he's trying to talk to the players directly and say to them, you should work hard, you're getting paid millions of dollars. But what he needs to do is sit down and play a game of Fortnite with these kids, really get through to them. But the, but I think they just need to do some sort of like, I don't know, cultural refit or something because it's just so shit. Like it, it really is. And it's just it's, some of the things he's saying is not like a quality thing. It's like genuinely an effort thing because when the press is good, like it comes off. So if you buy in, it's going to work. But you just get the feeling they're still not buying in. I did like how that how Ronaldo was like, oh, I don't want to fight for, you know, fifth, sixth or seventh, which is exactly what United are going to be doing for the rest of the season. He's <laughs> fighting for fifth, sixth or seventh. Top three or nothing. I'm like, well, that's gone, Ronaldo. You may as well focus on yeah. maybe getting he, he that might last, not want to, last but Champions League spot. Yeah, exactly. Start exactly. looking to the US like a MLS move maybe. Um, speaking of looking, um, he looked really good during the week. Um, he had the week off. <laughs> he was working hard. I was afraid of him pop up in the hot tub. That that made me happier than the game did. <laughs> yeah, I bet. He probably it's... worked out more than anyone that week as well as his week off. Was it? Yeah, definitely. Just still did more running than everyone that played two games that week. So, yeah, it was not a good game for United. Uh, good comeback draw for Villa, who well, I looked at the table. I was still surprised. They're only they're only 13th and they're only on 23 points. Like, they're still not in a great spot, but at least their performances are good and you can see something building yeah, there, which Barney, is what you want to see. I, I feel like they're better than that, to be honest. Like, their last couple of It was a bad start to really the season as well. It as well. was, and yeah. They're a different, yeah. I think they're they're a different team now. Yeah. I think yep. since Stevie's come in as well, they've played like all the top four teams or something like that. Like they've played a lot of tough games um, straight up and he's had good results against big teams. So, yeah. yeah the players deserve a lot of the credit, I think. So Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll yeah, fight their right. way up. And they've got a couple games in hand as well, which will help them. So, Man United are sitting in seventh uh, on 32 points. One point and two games behind Tottenham as well. That hurts. That hurts doesn't it? All right. Let's go on to the next one here. It was West Ham 2, Leeds 3, going against all of our predictions. Leeds somehow managed to get the win here. Uh, even with a severely depleted squad from COVID and injuries, Arsenal, you should have looked in before you made your decision. Uh, they had a 15-year-old on their bench. Archie, I think his last name was. 15-year-old. Unreal. Archie's so, a good name for a young kid, isn't it? It really not is not common. Yeah. Definitely, definitely so, not common. Barney, before you go on the next point, so that was they've start they have handed debuts to eight teenagers this year, Leeds. Yeah, and that yeah, was even before the the COVID protocols came in. They were they were that injury strapped, and then uh, the first half um, for sure went off in the twenty second minute. I think did a hammy, and I think Junior Furpo also tweaked a hammy during that game as well. So. More injuries to add to their list, but a very good result for them. And they've won back-to-back games now for the first time all season, which is huge for them. That's huge, actually, yeah. I never thought so, that would happen. Obviously, Leeds were, were great, and it was it was good to see for them. But what did we think of West Ham's performance 
uh, Jobo. What do you think they were lacking? Unimpressed. Uh, I thought they, they yeah. struggled with the energy and enthusiasm of Leeds. I just wonder if the Hammers are getting a little bit tired. They've been riding high for so long. They just didn't quite didn't quite see themselves of this year. Um, I was genuinely thought they were sort of outworked by Leeds. Yeah, I, I watched this game and I, I thought the same thing. I thought um, like the Hammers just didn't look like their their normal selves, but like they've been up for so long that it's just it's no wonder that they've had a little blip. So I, I, like at some point I was kind of expecting this, them to sort of lose pace with the top four or five um, and, yeah, potentially this is where we're starting to see it because, yeah, Leeds' form hasn't been great this year. So at home they w- would have been expecting to, to win that one. They, yeah, um, you they, go behind. They just to that as well. They've just won three games in a row as well. So it was actually like against the sort of trend they were on, and they were looking like so super confident, almost back to themselves. But then, yeah, they have seemed to do that this year, where they have a, a good run of games, and then they have a bit of a blip against a team you're not expecting it at all, like a team like Leeds. So yeah, that was unusual for them. And to cop, uh, I think they cop. Was it just the one goal, like off a set piece too? Usually they're so good at those. Um, it was a free kick. Yeah, it's so weird it. to see them concede. Yeah, a, and it wasn't a, like a it was... corner or a set piece because you think they're like the ones who always score them and they can't get scored. And they did get one to be fair, but like, yeah, it just seems so like avoidable too. I felt that that one, but um, yeah. So yeah, like you said, job uncharacteristic, and yeah, we all sort of said that the, the West Ham style would suit Leeds as sort of high risk, high reward type style, but it turned out that they kind of got suckered into Leeds's play style a bit but couldn't match it. So, yeah, fair play to Leeds. Um, we were very wrong on that one. Um, also good to see, and probably the most Leeds thing I've seen this season, was Lewis Bate coming on in the 22nd minute um, and then being so fatigued he had to come off before the end of the game as well. <laughs> really, I really enjoyed that. Like just tough, seeing it, You don't see enough of that, do you? Like, like getting the hook after being subbed on. I think another thing that's hurting uh, West Ham a little bit at the moment also is Thomas Socek has been out for two or three games now and they're playing Lanzini next to Rice and that's not Lanzini's spot. Like he's a, he's a further up player. He's not doing those defensive doggies like he get off Socek. So, I mean, if he stays out for a bit longer, it could be a, a um, bad for them. That's like he's sort of key to their system, him and Rice in the middle. But yeah, not good for West Ham, but they still remain in the top four um, due to that North London derby postponement. So not all bad for West Ham. All right. The last game we got here was Liverpool 3, Brentford 0. Uh, Josh, before I throw to you, uh, I just want to bring up that the inevitable happened like we talked about previously. Every Brentford game, they talk about the last time that they got a win over the Liverpool. And when do we think it was? Oh, 1947, Barney. Shit. They Not mentioned something about 89, I think. Nah. But I think that might that wasn't a win. I think that was just some ga- home game maybe. I think it was. The in Berlin the Wall came down, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was way back in like the 20s or some shit. Berlin Wall wasn't even up at this stage. Brentford haven't beaten Liverpool since the 30s oh. in the league. 19 or 18? Uh, yeah. 19, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Bloody hell. I mean, Job, you're that- in high school. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, it was it was a a good win for Liverpool, but not uh, as clean as you would have liked, Josh. 
Yeah, that's probably how I'd describe it. Like you look at the scoreline, you go 3-0, yep, cool, clean sheet, no worries. You look at the stats, like, yep, cool, 80% possession, you know, close to 30 attempts on goal, about 15 on target. Like, oh, we smashed them, you know, just a great day out. But then when you watch the whole game, it wasn't like silky and like as clinical as the stats and the score sheet made out. It was the goals we scored were okay, like the the first couple. Yeah. Yeah, Fortunate. the, the, The second one was just, beautiful the um the the first one was like they were so worried about man marking people and stopping runs that they everyone like turned their back on the ball and how does it how in the how in the premier league in the the, the 21st century how does a corner bounce in the fucking box i know exactly right the worst thing they gave me was hope because we were 40 minutes in and you're like (laughs) oh i'm getting a sense here and then they let the fucking ball bounce in the box on a corner and Unbelievable. Just, yeah, it got it worse for them after that. Like, especially the second half, the pool created some more chances, scored the second goal, and then it was pretty much over. And then, yeah, it just, it yeah, it wasn't clean, but it was really good to get like a, it was still comfortable enough, I'd say. O- Ox's head is really tough there. Like, no, 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 he had no idea. He had no idea about it. it. The guy in front of him like went for it and so, yeah, he must have fallen into it because to judge it that well based off the guy in front of you like either ducking or, or just missing it must Still be skimmed his head. Yeah. hard to get. But the other one was how fast were um, Minamino's feet? So I think it was, I think it was, who fired it? Oh, Firmino fired it into him from like a oh, yard away. The third. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, like he just zinged it in for him. It's only one yard past. He still zinged it in but, yeah, um, had, had sharp enough feet to, to tap at him. But... Like after this, after the I know it's after, but after the result, you're like, oh yeah, you always see sort of Liverpool running over the top of them. Job, I know they gave you Brentford gave you that little little bit of hope, and then you had the boys um at Afcon as well, which you thought, oh, is that going to trip up Liverpool? But yeah, that although the golf was just too big in the end. Yeah, because Brent, that's the thing. Liverpool weren't weren't on the the top form or anything, but. Brentford weren't either. Like Brent, Brentford weren't as good as they were against Liverpool last time, so there was no chance for them really there. Um, on that third goal too, Sean, the whole like playing out from the back there, like why? Like I know you know might as well lose two 0 or three 0 or whatever, but like there's there's a time. I I think there's always a time to just hoof it up the field. Like when you're under that much pressure, like because because yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it didn't decide the game, but I still think. You know, it didn't decide the game. Forcing but, it, but then you, you just, I think Job and I've had this conversation on here a few times. But then you yeah, just we like, have, yeah. It's like they might have given away once or twice there, but then if you keep doing that over and over and over, like through over a whole season, they're sort of saying, "Well, we think we can that that is going to happen." If you want to play out from the back, you're going to do four or five of those goals a season, turn over in real bad areas, and get a goal sort of tapped in, but. The longer term philosophy is that it'll it'll keep you up as opposed to being, you know, yeah. a scrappy team that um yeah you get labelled with the Stoke Stoke badge. And no, no, I, Sean, I get I that. I think but... in that one because we we disagree on this quite often, Sean. Um, but I think in that respect, the key for these sort of things is just to move on as fast as you can. Like if if you're committed yeah, yeah. to it, just get but, like but get on with keep, it, make keep the mistake. Doing it. Like yeah, I, yeah, I think keep keep playing and keep being brave because like you, I think the conversations that it comes up at is when it turns over like that. But then when when they do break through and break a line and, and turn a team over and go down the other end, not necessarily score but create an opportunity or whatever, no one ever looks at that and goes, oh, why don't you hoof it from the start? Do you know what I mean? Like you can't Sometimes have, I you, do. 
Sometimes yeah, I yeah, do. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, great. They went from end to end and scored a goal or, you know, got a shot on target. Um, that should be applauded as opposed to just saying, oh, you should have just booted it down there anyway. Like, it just you can't have both. You can't have you can't have no, them no, playing the ball I, and I get not that, turning it over. Like, that's going to happen. It's, it's almost like it's almost like a, a survival instinct or like a sense of danger when like you're the keeper playing out from six yard box. You've got a man closing you down from the left. No worries, whatever that that happens when you're playing out. The guy, your only outlet is ten yards away with a man two yards behind him closing him down. <laughs> yeah, don't that's like, that's the time to get rid of it. That that's when you're standing time. in the middle of the road with a bus coming at you. You don't stay there. Like that's when yeah. you can take it upon. Like I, I agree I, with you 100. percent Stick to philosophy. I, and all yeah. that, but I, I, I don't know. I just disagree. I think roll it into him and trust him to keep the ball and and either bounce it or or roll him or find a pass. But I think yeah, it's it's easy to say when they turn it over. Yeah. But if they had fifteen goal kicks that game, they only lost it once from from playing out. So, but also they um, I was gonna say they they didn't play out that well either though. To be fair, the whole game. So it was sort of weird to see him play. Yeah, also I, playing against one of the best pressing teams that there is. Full stop. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. I actually think that's the best time to do that. Because oh, the game's already lost. Yeah. You're two new down at Liverpool at home. Like you're not coming back from that. So you just like practice it. It's like becomes like just start. Like why not try that? You cop one more. Like yeah, okay. You're not in a relegation battle. You you got a pretty good goal difference. Like it's no. No big loss to lose it there and concede. Like, yeah, it's silly, but yeah, like you say, move on as quick as possible and then on to the next one. Like, but that's it's, it's that's a the good risk time reward. To try that. It's the the reward is that you get to play through, you get to keep the ball, and the risk is you could turn it over and lose it. Like that that's what they're playing. The, yeah, the other yeah, alternative, the other alternative is to take on very little risk and get almost no reward because you're going to turn the ball over by taking a long ass goal kick. No, no, of two course. I, backs. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. I love playing out from the back. I think it's the best way to play as well. But I, I still think in each moment, you have to take each individual situation on its merit. And if you're the defensive midfielder receiving the ball on your penalty spot with three players mm. coming from every direction, it's going to be a good turn to get out of trouble or you should yourself clear it out for a throw in. Like, yeah, but I think at that point, the potentially that, the back. managers, the manager's saying, look, that that's my fault. I want you to yeah. play out at all costs. If we turn it over, that, that's on me. You just play. Yeah. Your job is to to play football, play out at all costs, stick to my philosophy. And if we go down by doing that, I lose my job. That, that's I've on had, me. I, yeah, I've it's had not- play a manager like that actually. That yeah has been like that, and you can basically turn to them and they'll cop and be like, yeah, it's I know. The best, I, yeah, gives you the best confidence. Yeah. So bef- before we move before we move on from this game, the uh, last thing I talk about is obviously Mane's gone, Tafcon. Uh, Salah's gone to AFCON. Why is Divock Origi not starting? It, they talk about it. Klopp talked yeah. about how I'd, lo- I, I'd love for a manager to play him. Yeah. Literally, yeah. you've never had a better opportunity to play him. Why are you not playing him? Is he injured? Is he? Uh, I don't, not that I know of, but I wonder. He's I don't not know on the bench, really. so he must be. Yeah, he, he might be injured, but also I, there's the, the factor of like he probably seems sees someone like Minamino and Jota as like more long term investments that he's going to keep around and try and like replace some of the like Salah and, and Mane when they move on. Um, so maybe try and get some, some more legs into them now. Whereas he's like probably already made his mind up about Origi. So he's just sort of like, well, I'm not going to invest as much time, but also the fact that he's not in the squad makes me think that, yeah, maybe he's injured. So. Um, you should have thrown to me there, Barney. I actually know he's got a knee injury. There you um, go. So Jeez, that's why. Googling. That's why. That's why he didn't play. Yeah. No, I was. I was. Um. I was wondering if Salah and Mane would come back 
from the African Cup of Nations this year. <laughs> Just because, like, you know, the tournament we've had so far, a play, yeah, a player going missing wouldn't be the craziest thing that's happened <laughs> so far. So, oh, no, they might never come back. Fingers crossed. Very on brand, AFCON. Very on brand. <laughs> All right. Let's move to some midweek fixtures which are happening. And the first one here, it's a bit of a uh, relegation six-pointer. We've got Burnley versus Watford. So quick quick whip around. Who are we going for here? Josh, you start uh, us off. Uh, Watford, I fucking hate Burnley. <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez. Yeah, I hate the players. I hate the play style. Um, I can't wait to see him go down this year. Actually, yeah, Oof. yeah. Oh, he almost reneged on it. Sure, no? No, no, I was going to say keep him up so I can watch him yeah. get pounded again next year. <laughs> I, I am going for Burnley. I know Burnley have uh, five games on hand um, against West Ham and Man City. Um, they've only played 17. Those two have played 22. So I'm hoping Burnley can get on a bit of a roll, win those five, and, and uh, really throw their hat in the ring. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking, like, because I, I feel like Watford have way better players, but I sort of feel like Burnley are going to win. So I'm going to go with Burnley. Well, Watford didn't release Burnley, half Burnley. their AFCON players, so they they probably do have better players than Burnley. Why and Burnley it? just lost their best striker to, to Newcastle. So, yeah, doesn't look good for them. You can imagine what Daishi would have been doing. He belt the bricks Lee's up at the back Lee's of the building. has got that three and a half million pound to spend now. That's good. They actually got 25 mil for him. Yeah, but didn't you hear they're only giving him three and a half? They took the rest. (laughs) They didn't sign the transfer budget. Who owns that club? That'd get you like a Manchester United under 23 on loan. Not a good one, but one of them. (laughs) (laughs) What about Divock Origi on loan for SSEs? And they could do that. Ah, he's irreplaceable. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, th- I think uh, Watford will be a bit too strong here and times don't look good for Burnley. All right, next one up, Brighton versus Chelsea. This is a very good chance for Brighton here, I think. Sean, do you agree? Uh, yes, I do agree. It's a good chance for Brighton. Unfortunately, I don't think they'll take it. I think that uh, Chelsea will be too strong. They'll be very keen to bounce back. I think they'll beat Brighton. Um and I probably disagree with Paul Merson's comments during the week too, actually. Which ones, mate? Would you like? To, yeah, would you like to fill us in? Tell the listeners. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell. The, I'll, I can tell the listeners. That, that's fine. Um, so Paul Merson, I think it was he was on Sky this week, and and he thought that um, Manchester United uh, should go looking for a manager around the Brighton Hove Albion area. And uh, they won't, he said, because he's British, but they should. They'll probably get some foreigner. So, has Harry, Redknapp, has Harry Redknapp got a holiday house down in Brighton? <laughs> <laughs> What's switch, he talking switch, about? Switch passports. Yeah, but get your head out of your ass, Paul. They're ninth now. Like, they had a great start to the season, but they've, they've been quite bad of late. Like, I don't think they've won. Oh, no, they've won one of the last six or seven, I think, or two of the last six or seven. Oh, they're not. They're yeah, not exactly the, pulled up he just get, Graham Potter just gets linked with any available job in the Premier League now. That's like a team that's bigger than Brighton. He's in yeah, like, Ever, Everton. He was he he was the one who was linked, Jobber. That was the one. <laughs> there it is. 
No, he'll so get he, it for sure. M- Merson, yeah, M- Merson thought Grand Potter should um should be a shout for the Manchester United job, just the style of play that they play. He thought that suited Manchester United, and they um could do much worse. Um, he said he, they're not. He's not a name, but they've tried all the names, and they're not working. He's got just, a point there. No, 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 he does not. <laughs> I'm not buying this for a second. I, I, I agree with I agree with him saying that they could do a lot worse because they probably will do a lot worse. I hope they do. Barney, you you have so much swag when Tottenham keep postponing their games. I really hate it. (laughs) And I can't wait till they come back and we get to see the shit show. (laughs) Haven't lost in weeks, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're we're potentially on the same points as Chelsea right now, you know. Maybe mathematically could win the league. Yeah, your tongue. Burnley say the same thing. Your Fuck tongue's as sharp as Harry Kane in front of goal right now. Let's move on. <laughs> I I also am going to um, go with Chelsea, Barney, because I think Brighton are on a bit of a slump. I was quite impressed with the way they fought back against Crystal Palace, um, but Palace almost got a bit of a smash and grab there. But great little turn from Neil Morpé, um, but I still think Chelsea will just be too good. Yeah, I'm going to agree here. I think especially with the bounce back, like Sean said, uh, they're not going to let themselves lose to uh, ninth place. Brighton, uh, especially the form they're in. So Chelsea in a not very exciting one, though. I think Brighton in a score draw, and I think uh, Morpé will square up to Rudiger. I think that's bound to happen because they're both they <laughs> yeah. both love their shithousery, and it's going to boil over at some point, and I can't wait to see it. Morpé's right. going to get him sent off. Yeah. Right, gotta- Barney, can we can we move on to – are we calling this the COVID derby or the pod derby or is it the pod, pod derby. COVID derby? Postponement derby. Postponement pod derby. Um, I think Leicester will um, bat us. Call first. it off. Fuck um, off. I think uh, Leicester coming in hot <laughs> after beating uh, Liverpool. Um, <laughs> beating oh, when was COVID. that last? <laughs> Two months ago. Beating COVID-19. <laughs> it wasn't they, even this year. The They've beat Delta. Form. They've beat um, Omicron. <laughs> and their, their second half against Manchester City was um, honourable to Leicester. So, yeah, I think Leicester will beat Spurs here. Sean, as you're well aware of Leicester's form this season, if they've won their last game, they cannot win their next game. So this will definitely be a Tottenham win. <laughs> well, yep. put your money where your mouth is, Barn. Oh, Halsey, who are you going for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going for Barney. Come on, I reckon Tottenham are going to win. Oh, come on, man. And it, all right, I'm going for Sean in the Job. preceding Great uh, club, punch mate. on. Yeah, I'm going to take a risk here. So I did get one thing right on the weekend. I'm going to oh, go with the postponement again. Oh, it's a safe bet, though. I, it is a safe bet because I think Leicester, <laughs> Leicester are running rampant with the uh, Omicron variant and the Spurs are looking for any excuse not to have to set foot on a pitch. I reckon this one's going to get postponed, boys. Yeah, yeah just yeah. on that job, it's Omicron, not Omnicron. Yeah, I thought we just might take yep. you through how to say it. It's a, a different enough. variant. Yeah, it's a new one. It's a new one. Yeah, it's the one they discovered in Israel. So maybe (laughs) keep up, get your 15th (laughs) booster and shut up. (laughs) You've been breeding it in your uh, chemistry bathtub set, right? Yes, I have. Patient zero. (laughs) Patient zero. And the uh, last game we got here, Brentford versus United. Uh, In previous times, this might have been Man United win, but I want to know, Job, do so United have a chance at getting a draw here, or are they just going to be put to the sword by Brentford? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it a six pointer? Is it? Yeah, can we of grow? course. So I, I um, it's an ACL six weeks, pointer. Said, yep, United should have. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I don't know if we're up for a flight to Uzbekistan next year. But look, I thought in the last couple of weeks United should have too much quality. I'm praying Cristiano Ronaldo gets back for this one. He looked good during the week with his sit-ups. But um, surely, <laughs> surely Manchester United will have too much quality for Brentford. I'm tipping the Reds to storm home here. Probably 5-0. 5-0. Yeah, no, I think uh, Brentford are going to bounce back nicely after losing to a good red team. And um, with the current form that United, it's not like, I'm not going to say the current form United it's and the quality, like you said, is there. I just think with like all this shit going on around the club, like you said, and the confidence of the players is just, it's, it's got to give Brentford a sniff, you know. They've got to sense, you know, smell some blood in the water. So I'd love to see Brentford win this, but um, I'm going to tip a draw. Scored. Um, Barney, for me, it'll be a scrappy 1-1. Not much football played here. Yeah, that'd be... <laughs> love to see it. But just Barney, before you give us your tip and before you say you know it, I just want you to know that two <laughs> weeks ago to the day, Brentford beat Aston Villa. So they're going to smash United. What's oh, they fucking hammer him. We're going to Tony. Tony, perfect hat trick. Who's going <laughs> to lump it forward more, Brentford or United? A Brentford playing out the, from the back now, though. Yeah. I've been practicing it the last <laughs> 10 minutes. So they practiced the last 10 minutes against Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine right. against United's half-press, non-press. Uh, it's a bit 50-50 in the pod. I, I think Brentford could get, get one here. They're at home. They, Piss they, off, they, Sam. They, they, could, they could do it. And fuck me, I hope they do as well. All righty. The, the <laughs> mailbag still looking empty, Jubba. Yeah, it's empty and I'm in a mood, so I'm not going to look anyway. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> All righty. Uh, where can they catch us, Job? Uh, you can reach us on various channels, Sam. The email is uh, footballplaytonpaper at gmail.com. Facebook, Football Played on Paper. Instagram, at Football on Paper. Twitter, at Football on Pods. And you can also find us on those sub-Reddit streams, Barney, that you tend to hang out on. Wall Street Vets, baby. <laughs> All righty, that's it. For any Omnicron advice, just reach out to Jobber. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Pina colada.